Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Empire. The waterways may soon be going green. If you want to take a look at Tesla back in 2014 and what they've done in the auto industry, we are doing the same with the waterways. That's Bruce Nurse, Director of Business Development for Vision Marine Technologies, where electric engines are the wave of the future. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. I really appreciated the part of the upcoming conversation where the showcase of power and performance by the electric engine created by Vision Marine Technologies was the true means to an end. Get publicity from shows like this to showcase the emerging technology on the waterways. Those who recreationally own boats know the maintenance and the fuel costs, so this conversation may be more eye-opening than the top-line speed created by the engine itself. Our guest this week is Bruce Nurse. He's the Director of Business Development for Vision Marine Technologies, which is a manufacturer in the electric recreational boating industry, and they're in competitive boating as well. Let's talk about the future of boats and electric technology. Hi, Bruce. How are you? Ah, Good morning. Doing well. Thanks for having us. Okay. Tell me a little bit about Vision Marine Technology. What is the purpose behind the company? Well, Vision Marine Technologies, which is publicly traded, uh, is bringing electric to the waterways. Similar, if you want to take a look at Tesla back in 2014 and what they've done in the auto industry, we are doing the same with the waterways. We, we see our waterways polluted with, with ICE engines, whether it's gas or diesel, affecting marine life, affecting shorelines. We feel there's a tremendous opportunity to bring electric and bring electric power, speed, and torque to the waterways. We're doing that through our outboard motor. We do have some inboard electric boats that we offer to the consumer, but we are offering direct to the OEMs that will go out to their consumer base a fully electric 180 horse electric motor. And uh, we just raced at the uh, Lake of the Ozark over the past weekend. Uh, we hit 109 miles an hour huh. on a 32-foot catamaran with two of our e-motion powertrains on the back with Sean Torrente, who's a world champion boat racer. So we've demonstrated both to the OEMs, the boat manufacturers, as well as the consumer audience that this is not a electric motor like a golf cart on the water. This is power and speed that the consumer is looking for. Okay. I want to get into the competitive part of it and, and the power and speed part of it in a moment. But as someone sure. who owns an electric vehicle, and I've driven one for a number of years now, let me ask you yes. about the the issues that I have with my vehicle and see if this applies to what's happening on the water. Um, sure. Charging stations. 
how would you deal with charging stations? Right, right. And unlike your electric vehicle, whether it's Tesla or any other auto manufacturer, you need a special device to charge in and you need a charging station, whether that's at a local mall or even in your garage where you have to have a special device. Fortunately, in the marine space, you have on you have shore power. So typically it's a 220. It's like plugging in your toaster. What we have with our outboard motor is the entire kit. So you have an onboard charger that allows you to plug in at marine shore power, which is typically 220, and recharge your battery. Okay. Or if you bring the boat home with the electric uh, motor attached, you can plug in any outlet. So you do not need a special device. Now, seeing various companies bringing uh, uh, charging stations to the marine space, but right now you've got on you've got on onshore power which is typically 220. Okay. And so like I could take my car home, I can plug it in. It takes all night for it to recharge. How long does it take to actually recharge the battery you're talking about for a boat? Yeah. So, so at home, you're typically plugging in a 110. So that's going to take you longer. No question. Uh, Even with our outboard motor and recharging that battery, depending on how depleted the battery is, it's going to take overnight to charge at a 110. A 220 is going to charge that a lot quicker, typically at the marine site. Okay. And what's the range on your batteries? You know, again, range, depending, you know, that's, that's a good question. We get that a lot, right? Uh, as, as well as the consumer that buys an electric vehicle, they want to know what the range is. We state that if you're going at an average speed of 20 miles per hour, and we know that most consumers aren't even doing that on an average basis. You're getting 70 nautical miles, close to 70 nautical miles. But based off what we know and the fact that we see, most consumers just cruising around the waterways by no means are doing that. So you'll have a full day charge on that battery. Okay. All right. So um, explain to me the, the onboard charging part of this whole yeah. thing. Can, can you help explain that to me a little bit on how that works, what a setup looks like, and how long it would take to get a battery recharged that way? Yeah, yeah. So, so it, you know, it's, it's hard to explain over, over the phone here on a podcast. Yeah. And if you want, go take a look at our website, visionmarinetechnologies.com, and that will give you a whole layout of what we are offering to the outboard or to the boat manufacturers to put on their boats. And we have been seen trialing. We've, we've announced a major partnership with Benetton out of France, uh, which is a significant move for this company to bring electric to the waterways. But within our unit is everything to drive that propeller. So you have your outboard motor, which is 180, but alongside that comes your whole electrical wiring system, uh, your two batteries, which are 35 kilowatt each, a total of 70 kilowatts. You have a onboard charger, as I mentioned, and that onboard charger, again, you take the cord from the marine site, the, the marine that has that 220 onshore power, and you just plug it into that onboard charger that recharges the battery. And then everything else associated, similar to your electric vehicle, it's really driven by the software, right? It's the software that gives you everything you need to know on top of everything else from monitoring the power, where the restaurants are, where the gas stations are, where you're located on the waters, 
That's what our monitoring system provides. But it gives you a, a true real-time understanding of the power associated to that battery. How much time are, are, do you have left? And that's <laughs> what uh, the whole system yeah. provides. In addition to the cooling and everything else, we, you know, we can get really technical if you want. Uh, I defer to our engineers, of course. But um, we provide everything to run that propeller. Okay. All right. And then I, I, I would assume this is the same with a vehicle as well. The range is dependent on other items that you may be using on the vehicle. If I have the air conditioning on in my car, the range is going to be different. If I am going at a different speed or on a highway, the range is going to be different. Do those same things kind of apply in marine life with a battery-powered boat? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it depends on the boat, right? Uh, we we know our outboard motor is for all boats, whether that's a pontoon, which is one of the largest sectors in the boating space right now, whether that's a sand console or a runabout power boat. So it all depends on how many people you have on the boat, the size of the boat. Typically, our sweet spot for our outboard motor is that 18 to 28 foot boat. So that allows the power and speed for the consumer to move that boat. Uh, so it really depends on the size of the boat, the number of people and passengers on the on the boat, uh, the speed you're going, etc. Okay. Um, all right. Last thing that I want to get into all the performance part of it. Price point. Sure. Wh- what's the price point comparatively to a traditional fuel powered boat? Yeah. So if you if you look at an ICE engine, and we we typically will compare ourselves to a 175, 200 horse Mercury ICE engine of gas or diesel, and we are at a premium. This is new technology that we're bringing to the marine space. So we understand that we are at a premium to your typical outboard motor, but we state this, that you don't have any gas fill up. So a typical 200 is going to cost you uh, you know, 150 to 200 dollars. If you can find a gas station on the water, uh, there's no maintenance associated, no carbon emission, so you're saving over time both on gas. Typically, it'll cost you about five bucks to recharge this battery with our 180. There's really no maintenance. There's always maintenance on everything that you have, but we've reduced the maintenance by 90 percent because there's no spark plugs. There's no oil to change. So you're saving there because typically an ICE outboard motor will have annual maintenance on it that's going to cost you money. Uh, we don't have that issue at all. So uh, that's the benefit of there. But yes, you know, it is a premium at this stage. Okay. And it really comes comes down to the battery. You know, the batteries are the ones that are driving electric. And they're in high demand because everyone's going electric, whether it's the EVs, whether it's your gas uh, mower uh, to cut your lawn, whatever it may be, there is a demand for batteries out there. And it takes time to get those batteries. But what we are seeing with batteries and the efficiency of batteries themselves year over year, we're seeing the efficiencies being improved, higher density, higher range, but costs coming down as well. So we expect the cost to come down both in in the battery price, but with economies of scale as we scale into production. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, obviously, there's been a movement for green technology, specifically in automobiles. More and more and more, yep. you're seeing infrastructure that is being built. Charging stations are coming up all over the country. It's probably not at a place where it needs to be, but this is kind of the first I've heard of it in, in this realm. Um, is there an appetite for this? What At what point are we in infrastructure to deal with electric on the water? How can you kind of give some context to all of that? It, absolutely. You know, it, listen, the, the consumer are, is demanding an option from high gas prices on the waterway. You know, when we saw oil, oils come off from 100 bucks, but when it was trading at 100 and above, you know, you saw gas prices significantly higher on the water versus uh, filling up your gas tank uh, or your car. So there is a push from the consumer to go electric. Uh, we're seeing that in Europe, for example. Europe is very progressive in removing carbon emissions. So they are actually banning ICE engines on various waterways. Venice, for example, came out and stated that they are removing all ICE engines from their waterways by 2025. That's a tremendous statement in the fact that Venice relies on their waterways for transportation. Amsterdam's doing the same. You've got various lakes in Germany and Scandinavian countries, et cetera, that are banning ICE engines. We're seeing the same here in the United States, where Congress is pushing forward, as we know, with the Biden administration going green and moving towards electrification of everything. Uh, We're seeing the same movement with the city, states, and municipalities starting to either restrict or ban ICE engines. So, the boat manufacturers are now jumping on board because they understand this is the movement that's happening. Back to your question regarding infrastructure. As I mentioned, every marine marina in the United States and Canada has onshore power of 220. So we don't need the infrastructure, unlike the EV, where that is being built out. The infrastructure is in place because there is electric outlets at every marina. Okay, cool. All right, let's get into the performance part of this a little bit. So let's have the fun part. Um, Why prove out that the engine can perform to a certain degree, whether it's competitively or go after world records, if on the premise is that there's an appetite for this anyway, that people want a solution to not have a fuel-based boat? Um, Well, you know, um, our founder, uh, Alex Mongeon, who's the CEO of the company, uh, he's an electrician by trade, but he's one of these offshore boat racers ah. back when they uh, back in Miami with the cigarettes doing 150 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm not getting on those boats, but uh, him and uh, Patrick Bobby, our other founder, you know, they were into offshore racing. They enjoy that. But it's more important for the audience to understand. Yes, it's great to beat 
and, and have the world record at 109 miles an hour. We shattered Jaguar's record at 88 miles an hour a couple of years ago with our e-motion powertrain. So we're getting publicity, but we're, we want to showcase that this technology provides an option to the ICE engines that are run yeah. on gas and diesel. It, it, it's a hobby of our, our, our founder. Uh, he loves it, uh, but it's more important to showcase and expose to the audience that electric power is here, and it's not doing six miles an hour. We're doing 109 miles an hour, and that's just the start. Uh, with the power and speed that we can bring to the water. I, because uh, frankly, I mean, we're talking to you today because it was pitched to us, you know, like, hey, listen, like not only is this electric technology on the water, but it performs at a competitive level. So Correct. it is interesting. I guess, you know, the point is made, the PR staple of this gets the attention that's necessary for the larger issue, right? Yes, correct. It's, you know, um, it, it's the consumer market. We're, we know the consumer is not going to hit 100 miles an hour. Uh, well, I hope not. not. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. I, listen, I'm not even getting into that boat at yeah. 100 miles an hour. But we, we want to we showcase to the consumer that, listen, if you're on your pontoon and you're cruising around at a lake somewhere, um, you've got the power to bring up that water skier, that wakeboard, or, or get to the uh, sandbar and sit and park and enjoy the day, uh, knowing that you're not burning gas or diesel. You're not. It's not costing you a hundred bucks to go out for a day to cruise around. We. That's what we're trying to show to the audience, and I. I think the consumer is starting to realize from the EV sector, because they, they understand electric vehicles have that power, that torque off the line. You look at the Teslas off the line can beat any car out there. We're showcasing this as well on the water on the waterways south with the power and speed. But there's a movement there. You know, you've got the F1 races now looking at electric F1 races. So oh. we understand that it's going this way. And we are first movers to this market. Uh, we're we're uh, talking with all the boat manufacturers that are going to provide an option on various models to go fully electric with our outboard motor. And and really, we're staying outboard motor. We're not going inboard because that's the direction that boat manufacturers, the consumers are going, going all outboard versus inboard. And it really comes down to ease of maintenance. It's hard to bring the boat out and, and work on that inboard motor Versus you have an outboard, you can pop the, the top and fix and do what you need with that outboard motor. Can you, just real quickly, can you explain the difference between an outboard and an inboard motor? It, well, yeah, it's simple. An outboard you attach to the back of the boat, and inboard is sitting in, typically in the middle of your boat, and it's a big engine. And you're saying that the public is asking more just for ease of maintenance. The outboard is the preferred location for a motor. These yeah, days. yeah, and it's it's you know again I don't state that just right. by stating it. You know, and the National Marine Manufacturers Association really is the one that collects all data. They're they're the lobbyist group in in the marine space. They have quoted that in 2020, 329,000 units outboard motors were sold in the U.S. alone. That number is expected to exceed one and a half million here over the next couple of years or so. So that's the direction that we see the boating space going. It's all very interesting and really cool. Bruce Nurse is the Director of Business Development for Vision Marine Technologies. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, truly appreciate the time. Thank you very much. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.